three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here i hope you're all having a great week or weekend whenever you're listening to this i've got a review for the latest disney plus offering directed by lonely island member uh, member akiva schaefer who of course uh directed what i believe is a comedy uh is a comedy classic and hot rod i fucking love hot rod he also directed another comedy classic, uh, was a screenwriter and a producer on Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, and was one of the co-directors on The Lonely Island Presents The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience, which if you have not seen that, considering we are in the start of baseball season here, pause this review right now, go check that out. It's on Netflix. It's fucking brilliant. Okay. So, I grew up in the 90s, as I've talked about. I'm a 90s kid, and if you talk to a 90s kid, Nickelodeon was, of course, one of the big things. Uh, oh, uh, Fox uh, Fox Kids, Saturday mornings especially, you know, your Batman the Anime series, The Tick, uh, Eek the Cat on, on occasion, X-Men, of course, uh, Life of Louie uh, for some people. Uh, I, think I think I named most of them. But the one of the big animated blocks for me was Disney, and Disney had I can I can't remember for life of me if this was Saturday mornings or not. But I remember I used to watch Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was my shit. I absolutely loved Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and what is so hilarious about this is when you think back to their origins i think they were introduced originally like the 50s they were very much supposed to be disney's answer to tom and jerry that was their initial uh, original intention and then they go ahead and get rebooted and we get uh, Shippendale rescue rangers you know in the late 80s and what i find so interesting about that is that this is technically a reboot of a reboot uh which is you know russian doll levels of hilarity but then you get to the fact that Space Jam A New Legacy exists. And I say that only because of the fact that when you think about how we're just in Reboot Central right now, let's call it what it is. They're rebooting every goddamn thing. I mean, we're getting a True Lies TV show. Hey, James Cameron, could I get that in fucking 4K, by the way? I, I Sorry, that's another topic for another day. But one of the things that drives it, it's crazy is that Disney's been reboot crazy. I mean, they're remaking their whole, not their whole, but for uh, uh, for the most part, they're making remaking so many of their animated films into live action. So when I heard this was even going to be a thing, I went, okay, this, this, this could work maybe because... Let's call it what it is. I had the same reaction that I think a lot of people had when they said that they were going to go ahead and reboot DuckTales. And even though that just uh, that reboot just ended, let's call it what it is. That last reboot was excellent. If you have not seen the latest version of DuckTales, it's on Disney+. Plus. I highly recommend you check it out. So going into Rescue Rangers, I, I thought, okay, we've got John Mulaney on board. Uh, we've got Andy Samberg, of course, from the Lonely Island 
Uh, John Mulaney won the best stand-ups. You could argue ever at this point. Mulaney's had some classic uh, stand-up specials already, but Mulaney won the best writers we definitely have out there. And, you know, Sandberg, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Lonely Island, Hot Rod, Palm Springs, uh, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Sandberg's the man. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Lonely Island fan, as I've talked about on the, on the show prior. So going into this, I really went, okay, how are they going to make this work? And really, the way they made this work is they went, all right, let's take the formula for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and let's basically let the Lonely Island do their version of it, because this is the closest that we'll ever get to, I, I believe, a true Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel. Actually, now I say that out loud, I can't even say that. I think it's very easily remake Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who, who the fuck knows? As much stuff as Disney owns at this point. But what what's crazy about this movie is kind of the same thing that's so crazy about the Lonely Island's music is that part of the joke about the Lonely Island is that their music is, you know, it's so funny because, you know, obviously just the lyrical content, but the fact that the the songs are actually bangers, when you think about something like even YOLO, if I heard YOLO in a club, that has Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar doing a verse. People forget that. They, they got Natalie Portman to do a rap song, which for the two of them and they both fucking rule by the way you know you get jack black on you know something like sax man you get Nora jones timberlake like like um adam levine uh i, I know i'm forgetting too short on uh on that song the compliments uh it it's insane the amount see ya the amount of artists that the lonely island have worked with and had incredible success with is uh is insane michael bolton of course because jack sparrow's great and that's kind of this movie in a nutshell the more i watched it the more i kept thinking i don't understand how they're pulling this off because this really should have been disney plus's space jam a new legacy there's no reason this film should work it should have fallen apart from jump and yet the the writers on this dan gregor and uh, doug mann who have an interesting writing history themselves they wrote for the first couple seasons of How I Met Your Mother before the premise fell apart. They <laughs> they wrote the last couple seasons of, uh, or they wrote on a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which if you've not seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, God damn it, that show is so underrated. But then they went ahead and wrote Doolittle. Uh, <laughs> and if you've listened to my worst of for 2020 or my review of the film, I fucking hate Doolittle. But that's a pretty good track record right there. And I can see why these guys are probably gonna be really in demand moving forward i mean you know countdown to when they're doing a, a marvel show but i could not believe how great this movie is so to jump into the plot uh the, the, into the plot of this uh chip who uh, is voiced by mulaney he and uh, Andy Samberg's Dale, they go ahead and meet in uh, third grade, I want to say. And they're <laughs> I, one thing I love about this movie is that it just fully jumps into the fact that we live in this world where cartoons and humans live in harmony. It never explains it. To be honest, I haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit in so long. I don't think they address it even there. They just say it's Toontown and shut the fuck up. I think that, which is what they do here. They just go... Yeah, this all exists in the same, just shh. And 
And the opening scene is uh, is Dale uh, walking into this new school, and he goes up in front of all the kids, and you know the tunes they're singing in class, and you know he goes like, "Hi, you know I'm Dale," and he's very shy, he's very unsure of himself, which is a theme that carries on through this film. And to go ahead and break the ice, he goes ahead and does the uh, the hot fuzz, uh, the the pencil trick with the ketchup, basically pretends to stab himself in the eye, and. <laughs> And the kids just lose their minds. One of my favorite sight gags in the whole film, and this is only five minutes in, they show a baby unicorn in the class, and the unicorn throws up, and it throws up a rainbow. <laughs> and that was something I just went, yep, I, I can already tell it's going to be my kind of movie. But... It's a really endearing scene because we get to see uh, Mulaney's ship early on go ahead and bef uh, befriend Dale, which go ahead, goes ahead and leads them to just being best friends across the uh, you know across the board. We get to see him in high school doing uh, you know doing drama, uh, doing a play together. I can't remember which play it is, but they're in drama together in high school. And the, the one of the things about this film that's shocking is the fact that it has a shocking amount of heart. Like someone, the, the writers really didn't know how to obviously make this somewhat cheesy because it is, you know, it is Chippendale for fuck's sake. But to actually make us feel like we know Chippendale and to get invested in their friendship. And that was the thing I, the more I watched the movie and went, wow, I actually really care about what happens to these cartoon chipmunks. That's kind of that's kind of insane, <laughs> but uh, so one thing I will uh, I will say about this I, I I'm not gonna spoil cameos in here I'm gonna be I'm gonna try very hard to stay away from uh, two specific plot points just because I really don't want people to discover this for themselves and there's a shocking amount of cameos in this and a lot of sight gags that I would have hated if someone spoiled for me so I'm gonna try very hard to go ahead and not get too much into spoilers but. The big, the, the summary of the plot is we find out that uh, Dale, or uh, Dale, is offered his own show at the peak of Rescue Rangers, which it was really cool to hear the old theme song uh, and to see a lot of the Chippendale memorabilia that I remember, including the uh, N the NES game. It, it was just, it was really cool to kind of go back in that time machine that way, you know, nostalgia is a, a powerful drug, but it was really cool to see that. But we find out that Dale is being offered his own show, Double Dale. And what I appreciate about Dale is that this movie actually does lean into the whole fact that being the whole Tom and Jerry uh, spoof, or inspired by, we'll say, that Chippendale was, Dale is very much playing, you know, the dorky, the dorky one most of the time. And so Dale, as, you know, a, a chipmunk, a real chipmunk, is sick of that. And he wants to go ahead and, you know, have that, uh, you know, he's, he's being the tortured comedian. He's having that crisis of, do I want, you know, the fans to only see me as this one thing? No, I don't. So I want to go ahead and do my own thing. And it's actually really sad when Ship is like, I don't, you know, I don't see you like that. But Dale sees himself like that. He still sees himself as the, you know, as the third, uh, the third grade chipmunk. And so uh, Dale goes ahead and takes a call from his agent. And we go ahead and find out that that goes ahead and effectively ends Rescue Rangers as we know it. Uh, the, double Dale, he gets to shoot the pilot, but it's not picked up. 
And so the show Rescue Rangers is canceled because of that. It's actually pretty sad the way it's it's uh, it's done. But so we go ahead and jump forward to the future, jump ahead, you know, to present day. And one of the things that I really dug about this is the way very similar to Roger Rabbit. I, I, I really miss that old school animation. I miss that 2D style and the way that they go ahead and incorporate 2D with 3D with 3D backdrops with our real world is just mesmerizing. It's one of the reasons why animation, I love animation so much because I remember seeing Roger Rabbit when I was, oh God, how old have I been? Like five or six when I saw Roger Rabbit and how that just blew my mind that animation could be that. And seeing this movie, it, it brought back that feeling of, wow, I really just love animation when it's done correctly. Because, look, I I love stuff like The Incredibles, you know, that 3D animation, but I'm such a sucker for stuff like Cubo and the Two Strings or things like, you know, like Afro Samurai, just more that, that hand-drawn that hand-drawn style, you know, the old... I, I, I love going back and watching the old... Uh, Disney animated movies, like stuff like Robin Hood, stuff like Great Mouse Detective, stuff like uh, The Rescuers, which I just rewatched recently. And that movie actually has aged better for me. I really dig that movie. So it's really cool to see that animation back here li uh, live and in living color. Probably the biggest surprise for me as far as this movie is how incredibly funny it is. They, uh, they, uh, Mulaney and uh, Sandberg showed the clip when they were hosting uh, Jimmy Kim Live the other night. But there's this point where they go ahead and get on the uh, get on a collision course with uh, Peter Pan, aka Sweet Pete, who is voiced by Will Arnett. And Will Arnett, you know, we talk about Will Arnett, BoJack Horseman. I don't care what anyone says; it's one of the best animated shows ever. I, I think BoJack Horseman is an absolute masterclass, and I we are lucky that, that show exists, considering just the social commentary alone it provides before, and that's before I even get to the characters. But BoJack Horseman is absolutely incredible. Of course, uh, Arrested Development, Lego Batman movie, we're only it's the man. Um, uh, th that new, that new, uh, not that new show, but that. That Netflix show that he has, uh, what was it called? Murder, Murder something? Murderville, I think. I love Lauren on that show. And he kills the voice here for Peter Pan. It's actually pretty tragic when you figure out what Peter's plan is. That's another big surprise I had about this movie. And, and again, I'm kind of dancing around it, but we, we Peter has an ax to grind basically against the enemy, uh, against film studios and i'll kind of just leave it there and his workaround and kind of what he does it's pretty fucking brilliant it's terrifying but it's pretty brilliant and when you realize just how dark and deep his plot goes it is one of those things where as i'm watching i'm going man if i'm if i'm a kid watching this i'm like four or five i would go oh shit okay like it's it's intense in a way that, and I mean this, and I really do mean this as a compliment, but I mean, kids need to see more stuff like this when they're younger. So it's not so much a surprise when they get older. I actually really appreciate the way that this is a kid's film. And, you know, maybe if you're a young kid, some of this will just, you know, go over your head. But as an adult watching it, I'm going, wow, they're just leaning into some more of the kind of heavy themes here that I'm and I'm surprised that they're that they're doing that. Um <laughs> there are just some sight gags in here that just had me rolling. There's a there's a 
Meryl Streep is Mr. Doubtfire uh, um, movie poster that I I almost spit my water out on. It caught me so off guard. There's a Fast and Furious uh, Babies uh, movie and probably the best one, uh, Batman vs. E.T., which is something I would totally fucking watch. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it's a spoof on Zack Snyder, which is, you know, that always gets you points with me. But there are so many side gags in this that it's very similar in that way to BoJack Horseman. That's one of the best things about the show. And that's one of the best things about this movie is the amount of side gags I looked up and went, oh, that's really funny. Oh, well, that's funny. And I would say for me, the hit rate on this movie, I mean, not every joke made me go like, ha ha, you know, not every joke was laugh out loud, but I chuckled at everything at worst in this movie, which was really a nice surprise because, you know, they, when I think about all the, all the jokes in Space Jam A New Legacy that just fell so fucking flat for me, I really was expecting that here there's a great dig at alvin the chipmunks where uh chip is watching tv and alvin the chipmunks comes on and they start rapping and and you know and he just goes of course they have to rap and of course that's foreshadowing for when the chipmunks inevitably will have to rap but i thought that scene was actually really funny and really well done and it has a great punchline uh at the end of it um as far as other stuff i can spoil i would say pay attention and when i say that i i mean really pay attention the background make sure your eyes are glued to the screen i mean they sh they will be anyway more likely just off the animation alone but there are so many sight gags and there are so many cameos that you just go oh shit okay there's a cameo from a character who ends up helping to save the day and that's all i will say uh you'll know the character when you see him uh when you see him and it was one of those things i went yep i love this i love the fact that they found this joke to go ahead and utilize it in the way that they do uh getting to the end of this uh to my final thoughts i had so much fun this movie oh i th there are two more people i want to shout out real quick uh i want to shout out uh, uh uh kiki uh kiki lane who of course you know from if beale street could talk uh native son if you have not seen native son watch native son and the old guard she's amazing in all three of those uh she's she's awesome in this it's really cool to see uh to see her interact with chippendale uh she plays ellie she's on the uh she's on the police squad uh, uh with her boss played by jk simmons which which again i didn't know i wanted jk simmons uh voicing uh captain putty but here we are and jk simmons per usual is fucking awesome i yeah i i i, I want to talk more about this but i really don't want to spoil it so you know, I know we normally go full spoilers here, but I, I really do want people to discover the funniest stuff in this uh, for themselves. So um, the last thing I will say is this movie is so beautifully meta. Uh, it is so beautifully meta. This movie knows exactly what it is. Disney let the Lonely Island guys go nuts. And I was shocked they let them go as nuts and as far as they do. And... The movie's better the more insane it gets. As the film goes on, it gets more zany, but it gets darker and it balances that, it threads that needle really well. So man, I, I'm i gonna get this solid A. It might be a fan fucking tastic on rewatch, but I had 
so much fun with this movie and I just found myself roll, uh, rolling and yeah uh, this is a solid A it's on Disney plus you should definitely watch it it's like a it's like 98 minutes something like that it's not long but it's paced really well and yeah I, I might actually watch it again this weekend I had so much fun with this ship rescue rangers give me a sequel let's go or give me another show I I'd be down but ship rescue rangers everyone what did you think of it uh what's your what are your fondest Chippendale Rescue Ranger memories? Is it playing the, the video games like it was for me at points? Or is it the theme song? T talk to me. Uh, let us know what you thought of this in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. Go ahead and like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. That's R-E-E-L Pineapple. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Black Black Shazam, and find me on TikTok at Black Shazam775. And you can go ahead and subscribe to the show. Most places you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Tune Up, to name a few, at The Real Pineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will have reviews coming up here uh, next week for Men. I'm going to go see that on, on Tuesday, as well as the Bob's Burgers movie. I am so excited to review that. And Top Gun Maverick. I'm going to go see that uh, Thursday night. I'm uh, I'm curious. I'm very cu curious what that's gonna what that's gonna be like. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Get your booster. Stay safe out there, everyone. And tell tell someone that you love them today. We all need to hear that more. But again, thank you for the support, y'all. We'll talk to you soon.